Welcome to another episode of the Circle Up Podcast. Fired up to be in Pompano Beach. I'm like, where am I? Pompano Beach, Florida. And I'm actually at the home of the man, the myth, the legend, the man that we did this episode of the podcast with. And I'm fired up to bring this to you because not only am I grateful just to be in his presence, it's one of those it's one of those opportunities where like you just know when you're in the presence of somebody that the way that they live their life, the way that they show up as an individual, they interact with other people and the way they do their work and just the mastery that they have of their craft ripples into your life. And Jim Rohn always talked about how you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I'm grateful to just hang out with this guy and then just stoked to share with you the lessons and the wisdom and the insight that he's gathered of over 20 years in the personal transformation space. So 20 years in personal transformation, 10 years specifically focused on the men's work. So this concept of masculine relationships, this concept of um, coming from integrity, coming from honor. And so this conversation that we had, as Avi points out in the podcast, actually requires a lot of courage. So uh, if you have the courage to introspect about your life, we talk a lot about the difference between being a boy and being a man. We talk a lot about coming from your word, being a man of your word, being a man of honor, being a man of integrity, rather than a man that is swayed by his emotions and and this is important because we talked and I asked him straight up, I said, where is room for emotions for men? Where is room for embracing that feminine side of our nature? And he gets into it and I think he talks about it in a way that's not only Uh, that not only makes sense but is engaging and understandable and you can actually start implementing immediately so fired up for this i enjoyed listening along so excited for you to have the opportunity to hear the insight of 20 years in the personal transformation industry and if you're ready to confront what it looks like to be a man what does it look like to live from your commitment and from your word and to experience true freedom then this podcast is for you. Looking forward to seeing you on the other side. We just got off uh, walking on the beach with Abby's dog, Chewy, and my dad's here, and we're hanging out with our friend, Nicole, swimming in the ocean. Uh, Perfect perfect place to be locked down, man. Chewy discovered that he could eat watermelons and and surf just in the last few days. Surfing, watermelon eating, massive 140-pound Rottweiler. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, uh, hey, man, just uh, wanted to open up and say thank you for doing this. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. For I've sure. uh, For those of you that don't know Avi, I've looked up to uh, Nakash, Avi Nakash, for many years now, especially in the space of uh, leadership, men's circles, personal development. We led a circle together in 2019, and I hadn't met somebody who held me to such a high standard in my life, a standard of excellence, you could say, in a long time. And that's one of the big benefits of being on teams, as we know, is that you have a certain standard for yourself. And oftentimes the benefit of being on a team is that they raise your standard higher than you would hold on your own. So that's how I wanted to start off this episode. This is the Circle Up podcast where we talk about the benefits of masculine relationships. We talk about the benefits of being on a men's team. We talk about the benefits of identifying who it is that you want to be as a man and then taking steps towards it. So my first question for you is just, how did you get involved in this space of character development, personal development, um, men's circles? Like, where'd that start for you? Well, it's been 20 years. I did my first transformational program in August of 98. 98. Yeah, because uh, a man gave a shit about me. And I didn't even realize that he was more committed to my life than I was. Oh, wow. And I only figured, I only discovered it later when I finished the weekend. How much this man... Um, really gave a shit. Gave a shit. Yeah. And was committed... I didn't. I, ne- I never experienced it in my life. I mean, my parents had an agenda. They took care of me, and that's normal. 
but a complete stranger that cared enough to take me to an evening and insist that I register. And, um, and then I, after that weekend, I had a completely different life. Mm. I discovered freedom, complete freedom. I discovered honor. Um, and, uh, this, and then how I got there was because somebody gave a shit. So that just completely blew me away. And then it, from then on, it was, hey, let's do that for the rest of my life. So it's been 20 years. 20 years. Doing that. One of, the, one of the things that always inspired me in our conversation was you talk about this, like, this type of man, this breed of man that the world is really needing right now and really seeking right now, and that is kind of dwindling off. Uh, and, and maybe it was the way it was before, and then it stopped being that way. But you talk about this, like, this man that the world is looking for. Can you describe kind of what, what you mean by that? Yeah, you know, Einstein said the world is going to be destroyed not by the bad people, but by those who stood by mm. and did nothing. And I think he knew what he was talking about. Um, most people are kind of neutral. They'll, they'll watch evil happen and they'll watch the unworkability of life and they won't say anything, they won't do anything, they won't stand for anything. And then there's the good people who lead the world forward, and the, and but they're very very few, you know. But what's going to take the world to transform? What's going to take the condition to transform? We constantly have children being born into a condition that doesn't work. If you look at the disease in the world, if you look at the wars, at the crime, the divorce, the the homes, the broken homes for children, every generation that's born into it learns that this is the only this is normal this mm. is the only way to be mm. well it's, it isn't so when i look at at the at humanity i always see it like a ballroom dancing the man leads the woman and you know the, humanity is waiting for men to wake up and lead us into what's going to have life work what's going to how do we go back to paradise and having a world mm that is safe to women, yeah. that men that are an example to children, to the next generation, they have somebody to look up to. And harmonious, you know, we don't have to spend so much money, time and energy defending ourselves from each other, but actually, you know, do what Elon Musk does, and just go, you know, and, and grow, and go forward. Can you imagine what the world would be like? No police, no armies, no insurance, no lawyers, no all that effort just to protect ourselves from each other mm. if we were harmonious to each other honorable if we would not even dream about doing something that's not honorable where would we be can't even can't even dream about it mm. what kind of world we would have this this is paradise we don't have to wait for paradise this is we just you know we screw it up look i started out as a con man i didn't know any better i thought hey i i don't care about anybody i want to just make it i want to make it how do you do that? Well, somebody taught me, hey, if you don't steal, somebody else will. So what's the difference? Hmm. I didn't know. I had no honor. I just was trying to survive the best way I could. But when I got honor, I said, that's it. I want it for myself, for everybody around me. So I refuse to cause damage anymore in this world. Not to other people, not to animals, not to the environment. I refuse. It took me 15 years to be able to get up in the level where I can safely say... I don't harm my life does not harm anybody and I think that's that's a that's valuable introspection even just for me hearing you that it took you 15 years because I'm only a few years into this uh, conversation about integrity and in honor and being an example for children as you mentioned yeah. and I am I'm often like oh damn Jonathan I could have done something different there or damn why do I keep lying to myself or not being completely truthful and completely honest so yeah. there's a there's still a, there's still a place for us here yo we're gonna be we're gonna be good like if you're fucking it up right now like i'm fucking it up right now in many ways like it's okay there's time there's an opportunity for us to do that one of the things i want to tie in is you you mentioned honor yeah and you also mentioned another distinction called unworkable yeah can you kind of do those how do those two tie together and what what are they how Absol do you see them both absolutely tied together so imagine that you have seven billion people in the world and everyone has a point of view 
of, of what you should do and what you shouldn't do and what to believe and what not to believe. Well, how are you going to make that work? It's impossible. That's why the world doesn't work. Everyone's pulling in different directions because what leads their life is their opinions, their beliefs, and their feelings. Oh, I, I feel like marrying her today. Three years later, I feel like getting divorced. Well, how is that workable? Very few people are related to their word as what leads them in life. Most people, by far, are related to how I feel, what I believe in, what my point of view, and they don't realize 100% of your beliefs, point of views, and feelings are inherited. You never sat down to create a belief. You believe what you saw, your culture, your family, your neighborhood, the, the books you read, your YouTube videos, they were inherited from someone else. Yeah. But in, if, if everyone in the world, or at, or at least enough people said, I'm going to take a stand because I said so, because I gave my word to that I'm going to live at least, at least at the most basic level, harmonious life. I, do, I am not going to cause damage to anybody. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to cause damage to my environment. The world will explode into the next level. So a word-based life, who I am is what I said. Um, what I'm going to do today is what I said, not what I feel like or don't feel like. It's, it's commitment-based. It's word-based. Yeah. So that's a transformation, especially for men. Because men are very much related to the producing results, uh, action, yeah. you know, the physical world, reality. That's very important for men. And there's no other way to do it than integrity and honor. Yeah, one thing that comes up for me is like, especially in the last year, because I spent a bunch of time in Guatemala. Yeah. And in that spiritual focused community, a lot of it was tapped in, tapping into what is your heart telling you? What is your gut telling you? What are your emotions telling you? Like feel those feelings. And so when I hear uh, a world based off of your word, I'm yeah. hearing a very masculine focused, uh, like at the forefront of how you live is a very masculine focus. Where does emotion, where does energy, where does like these kind of like intangible, you can't really put your finger on it, where does that play into your life? Because is it always, no matter what I did, this is what I said I was going to do, so it happens this way? Well, it depends what leads. Uh, we are not saying don't have emotions, by, by all means. No, have more emotions. Mm. Absolutely. Just don't let it lead your life. Have, you know, have your feelings, you know, because I feel like having chocolate every day. I do. <laughs> uh, do I want to pay the price of eating chocolate every day? No. So I don't let emotions dictate my actions. Now, um, you can def absolutely, like when I go to meditate, for example, I'm flooded with emotions constantly. And I'm absolutely committed to, to feeling everything in life, not to suppress anything. Mm. It's just that what's going to lead my life is, so let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say I say, okay, I want to um, be financially free. So I, that's my word, right? I give my word, I'm going to be financially free. Because if I'm going to lead men and be an example yeah. to people, I want them to, be, to say, hey, this guy, I don't have any advantage. My parents didn't give me anything. Both my parents are actually broke. Hmm. I don't, I'm not smarter than anybody. If I could do it, if I could be financially free, anybody can. Almost anybody can. So that's what leads the way. So then I go do the math and I figure out how much my expenses are, how much my, my income is, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a plan. Now, on the way, now that I'm financially free, look, I can spend all day at the beach. That, that makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can drive a nice car. I can go travel the world. That makes, all these things make me feel great. Yeah. If I had a nine-to-five job that I hated, how would that make me feel? Hmm. So... You absolutely have room for any emotion, by far. We're not here on this planet to not feel. Feel everything. But, but you know, you gotta get, a lot of your feelings are habits. A lot of your feelings are, um, you know, inherited from somewhere else. Sure. And even the bad feelings that you feel about yourself. I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm, I'm you know, I have one that I'm a loser. Hmm. All that stuff, 
you can just experience it and not give it that much um, power. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, that's useful. I think, right. I think one of the, the interesting things that we talked about while we were walking on the beach today is, and I wanna give you full permission in this moment to, to I don't know, the, maybe not brag, but like just like to communicate your, your expertise and to communicate your, um, your experience. Because one of the things you said to me today was that uh, we have a, the way our men's circle is kind of set up is that there's like a region and then in the regions there's tribes and in the tribes there's teams. And you said one of the reasons why you continue to come back to men's teams is because you have something to contribute. Yeah. And you feel that in a way you have something to contribute that a lot of other men don't have to offer. And so I'm just wondering like, what would you say that is like, what is it about you that you have to offer that other men aren't offering? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Outliers. Outliers. So, Malcolm Gladwell? I'm not sure about the author, but okay. he's talking about like the Beatles, Bill, Bill yeah. Gates, a whole bunch of people that, that uh, mastered something. Okay. And he said that by his research, they spent about 10,000 hours sure. mastering something. I happened to... You know, when I moved to L.A. in 2000, I happened to be, L.A. was the center, uh, Landmark Education Center, the biggest in the world at the time. Landmark Education. Yeah. And uh, all forum leaders, the people that lead transformation, would go to L.A. to mm. get trained. Okay. Because the best leaders were there. And I happened to be there during that time, I guess my, my destiny, and I got trained by the best coaches in the world for wow. 10 years wow. and in front of thousands of people uh, thousands and thousands of hours so I calculated it came up to about 10,000 hours wow. being trained and uh, I got something from that at, that's at the highest level that I think in the world in the area of transformation hmm. and so in our world in the Sterling men's team's world uh, I haven't seen anybody that that's trained at that level yeah and that's one of the reasons is that, uh, that you know that we keep staying at low numbers and we can't expand is because the leadership there's not enough leaders that will lead it properly so that men continue to get value yeah um, so I, I have you know a lot of people took a stand for me trained me had a lot of patience with me and when I was being a total idiot and I eventually got to a certain level that you know when you get to a certain level you all you want to do is give it give back mm. you want to give it to others so that's that's like my higher purpose that's the thing that is the most fun for me to do yeah is train and lead transformational uh, you know seminars and um, it's my self-expression yeah I, I have to do it mm. so that's that's what I got to give uh, yeah. you know these men in uh, when you know when you go to landmark they all the trainers train each other so there's people that are at various kind of levels at sterling that nobody's really being trained true uh at, at that level yeah so when i watch them they just repeat what he says mm. they don't get the principle they don't get the distinction and so what i want to do is i want to train other men to be able to lead so that it continues yeah you know yeah i mean i don't know how old he is now but he's getting up there yeah. Um, so somebody's gonna have to, if if the philosophy is gonna perpetuate itself, somebody needs to be able to deliver it. Yeah. Um, that's actually that's a, a great segue for me because one of the things that you were planning on doing in Canada, which obviously isn't happening since you're in Florida. If you want to get into the reasons why, it's it's essentially because Canada's closing the doors on anybody leaving the country. Um, so we needed to leave before they did that. And fair enough. Um, one of the things you were going to do was create this training called Game Day. Yeah. Um, do you mind sharing a tool with us or a distinction with us? I know there's a variety of them, yeah. but something that our listeners could, could think, maybe used to think about their lives in a different way, given that you were trained by, for a decade, by some of the best transformational coaches and yeah. leaders that Landmark International has, has generated. Like what are, what is one of those like just to give us kind of a taste yeah. of uh, a distinction that can actually make an impact in somebody's life you mind sharing that no no absolutely so one 
one all of game day training is a three-day training for men that is a body of distinctions it's all it's all it is distinctions to uh, for men to have the uh, uh, what's it called the uh, passageway to to going from a boy to a man right Got the right of passage that's what I was trying from to a say. boy to a man from a boy to a man yeah so we say males are born and men are made mm. you ask any woman that's out there dating and she'll tell you most of the guys out there are boys wow I mean women know that and uh, so and it, you know, <laughs> a man is somebody that has some kind of a word mm. that, that where he says something and he does it mm. uh, but most most males today live from their feelings so one of the distinctions uh, we call amateur versus pro what's mm. the difference between amateur and a pro so first of all, a lot of people want the results in life that, a, that you need to be a pro to get. Yeah. However, they're amateurs in that whatever area of life, whether it's health, whether it's money, whether it's relationship, whether it's family, whether yeah. it's whatever that is, you cannot get... Professional results. Pro, uh, yeah, professional results by, by being an amateur. So it's very useful to know, well, what's the difference? Hmm. What's the difference between an amateur and, and a pro? So I used to be in construction, and imagine people would call us and say, "Hey, build a deck in a deck in the backyard." So some people will take it on the, themselves. It's like, yeah. "Hey, I don't want to spend the money with a contract. I want to sure. do it myself." So hey, so I'll figure it out. So then they go out when it's nice weather and they start to build. And then the next day it's bad weather, so they stop. And then the next day they don't feel they don't feel like getting up in the morning, sure. so they don't. And then they just kind of look at a video and just do their best. And that's an amateur, right? A pro, if he's really a pro, he's going to tell you what the price is going to be. He's going to show up every morning. He's going to do, it doesn't matter how he feels. It doesn't matter what the weather's like. Mm. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if he's, uh, you know, has other things in his life. He's going to make the deck the way the deck's meant to be done. Yeah. It's going to be straight. It's going to be leveled. It's going to be strong. It's going to be done with the right material, the right nails, the right angles. Now, in order to be a professional, he had to be trained somewhere. You either go to school yeah. or apprentice, apprentice somebody, yeah. apprentice a professional, mm -hmm. so that what you do every day has nothing to do with your mood, has nothing to do with how you feel or your beliefs or point of views or mm. circumstances. What you do, so the homeowner can count on you that you're going to deliver exactly what you said at the best possible way at the time you said you were going to do it sure for the price you said you were going to do it that's a professional amateur he'll be there one day he won't be there one day he'll use this he won't use that he'll experiment so that's that's the difference uh, hmm. a professional does what he says and he does things the way they're meant to be done the way he was trained to be done an amateur lives by his feelings. And I'll give you another example. NBA players. Yeah. So I want to play basketball. I go to the courts and I find a team and I play. And when I'm too tired, I stop. Yeah. And when I don't, I don't want to come tomorrow, I don't come. And I'll just play. An NBA player goes trains every day. He eats, the, he eats properly. He has a coach. He shows up and he does what he's expected to do. Mm. Two completely different words, worlds. Now, how does that apply? Like we said, a lot of people want to be rich. Rich is a function of being a pro with something. You cannot be rich being an amateur. Mm. I mean, you may stumble and get lucky, but you lose it. Uh, a lot of people want a six-pack and a healthy body to, that, that functions at 100% uh, uh, energy. You can't do that being an amateur and eating. Well, what are you going to eat tomorrow? I don't know. Whatever's there. So it doesn't... So for men that are interested in living a masterful life, life of excellence, yeah. this is a very, very powerful distinction. And we will go through step by step, like every area of your life in the training and go until you realize, well, most of my life I'm living like an amateur. Yeah. And I'm shocked yeah. that I'm not producing results hmm. as a pro. There's also a lot of pride and satisfaction when you've mastered something in life. You pay the price, you spend in a lot of hours training, but there's a lot of uh, satisfaction and fulfillment when a man, and I, I talk about men because I train men, women too. Yeah. 
master something and you can actually be great at mm. something, at least one thing. Mm. So that's one distinction. Thank Makes you. Makes sense? Yeah, well, well said. I think a lot of people will get value out of that, that differentiation between pro and amateur. I'm already thinking to myself, damn, like there's a couple areas where, uh, you know, I almost like, I almost like show up like fronting that I'm a professional, but I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Before I would really, I feel like from the outside, someone looking in would be able to say, yeah, Jonathan's a pro at this. So thanks for that, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really just piqued my interest and I feel like you're someone that's a, a great person to chat on this is that difference between a boy and a man. Like what, what is that? Like how does somebody that's listening right now, cause you said males are born, men are, men made. are made. Yeah. So how does a, a man today or a male today look at himself and introspect, am I being a boy or am I being a man? Um, <laughs> and then there's like a lot of interesting things we could talk about here. Cause it's like, well, how does a woman know if the man that's pursuing her or the man that she's with or her partner is being a boy or a man so like so could you could you help to differentiate the and distinguish the difference between the two and how can we start to take steps towards building yeah. building ourselves as a man yeah well first of all anybody listening to this would have to be really courageous to confront this question i had to confront mm. 10 years ago that i was a boy in everything damn um, and that was in my 40s. I was still being a boy. Damn. I mean, to me, if you haven't gone through a rite of passage, mm. a professional, you know, program that, uh, you know, it could be martial arts, it yep. could be military, it could be actual transformational program. But if you haven't gone through a rite of mm. passage or you were lucky to be one in a thousand that have the kind of parents sure. that would put you through it, uh, you can pretty much uh, consider that you are being a boy in life. And um, so you look, look for whatever that rite of passage is to become a man. I don't know, I, you know, I tell the story in the training. It's a very short story about, it's called my lion story. Mm. So I watch nature shows and I, and I watch these lions in the pride and the males get to a certain age where their dad kicks them out because mm. they become too dangerous. Sure. They start to smell like males and they start to challenge him and he kicks them out. And for the first time they go out and they have to hunt on their own. They never hunted on their own because you know, the females usually hunt and they come and eat. And they go through, and I'm watching this, and they go through like two weeks of trying to hunt, trying to hunt, trying to hunt. And they're starting to get weaker sure. and thinner. And it's now either they're gonna make a kill yeah. or they'll die. And you know, so, so they, like, they, they sneak up on the deer and they make too much noise and the deer runs. And you sneak up and it's against the wind and they're in the, you know he smells them and he runs and then sometimes they, they just put their claws in it but they didn't close it mm. and the deer runs and they get weaker and weaker and they start to starve Damn. and at some point they do everything right they go in they're stealthy they're they're quiet they go against the wind or with the wind and they make the kill and they eat and then you watch their face and you see the, the look in their eyes, they're no longer lion cubs. Mm. They become killers, mm. lion killers. From mm. that moment on, they are now lions. Yeah. Mm. Men have to go through that too. Mm. Every man has to go through that rite of passage where he gets, I am no longer a boy. I'm no longer, you know, I am now, I'm a man with a purpose. There is no such thing as a man without a purpose. I'm a purpose and never mind my purpose is bigger than anything else not my women not my children not my family not my my per because if you don't have a purpose as a man you're useless to women and children hmm. you're useless to your family you actually have a purpose in this life if you just hang out that ain't it hmm. so living for your purpose, making a difference in the world, contributing, doing something good that's better than other people, mastering something, mm. makes a man. Thanks for that story. Yeah. Great story. Um, how, how, do you, how do you see that for yourself now? Because now a lot of people looking at you, they'd say, well, Avi's just hanging out on the beach with his dog. What kind of a purpose is that? How do you define that for yourself? Because even in these transitionary periods, yeah. it might be challenging to kind of pinpoint and identify that, but is it a life purpose that you are drawing energy from? Uh, or is it like a day-to-day -day purpose? Or how do you distinguish that? Because a lot of men listening would say, 
that's a very interesting concept. There's no such thing as a man without a purpose. Yeah. And if we're saying that it's likely that you may be acting as a boy right now, but you need to be very courageous to confront that idea. Well, if you don't have a purpose, if you don't have a direction, then you, then you may be acting as a boy. So what is, what is your purpose? How, do, how does a man find that? How does a man uh, discover that for himself? Or does he just pick it? So how does that work? Yeah, well, to me, it happened actually during meditation. Mm. I, I got crystal clear, huh. but not in thought, in actual experience, that what, my, what, am I, what I'm here for in this world is to free people to be all they could be. Mm. Freedom from their chains, from their barriers, from their... Just freedom. Uh, that's what... You know that's my my purpose is so uh a i have to demonstrate it mm. I'm, I'm in this kind of uh i'm in this kind of human development that's not teaching somebody something i don't want to be a teacher sit there and go hey this is what you should do no yeah. i am only going to lead stuff that i went through yeah because i'm going to i'm going to walk first yes and if i figure it out then i can tell other people okay follow me yes that's the kind of mm. education i'm interested in yeah so, you know, for me, every day, uh, living for my commitment, whether it's my health, my money, my relationships with my family, friends, women, uh, I have to demonstrate it mm. every day. So I live for my commitment. Uh, but as far as giving back, you know, being on a men's team, uh, putting together game day training and make taking steps towards that actually happening, training men in what we're talking about. That's what my life's about. That's what it's always going to be about. Um, and I do it at whatever capacity. If I do it for 10 people on a team, great. A thousand people, uh, you know, in, during a, a training weekend, great. Yeah. On TV, even better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, number one, you have to live it. Whatever your purpose is, you have to live it. You can't be a phony mm. and say, hey, you should all do this. Like I spent 80 days not eating yeah. in two years. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the most torture I've ever experienced. I, you can't tell me that I'm not committed yeah. to health. For context, Avi <laughs> did two 40-day fasts in Costa Rica in the last two years. Yeah, um, water fasting, so just water. Uh, so if I'm going to talk to people about uh, being committed, being a pro, being healthy, which I know for most men, that's a big commitment. Sure. Um, I can't talk about it. How? What? What gives me the right to yeah. talk about health? But I, but I walked it first. I did it first. Now I eat fruit most of the day. Sure. So I, I'm not going to talk about tell people what to do when I'm not going to do it. Uh, I had most chances of not being financially free because nobody taught me. Both, both my parents are broke. And I am financially free. I spent took me 30 years mm. being a boy. Mm. Once I switched to being a man, money just showed up. Mm. There's no problem. Mm. And then, you know, my relationships with my family, my friends, I'm completely blessed by that. Uh, I don't have any issues with anybody uh, in my family or friends, and I used to. I barely spoke to my parents, spoke to one sister, not the other. Uh, friends always had problems with, but I cleaned it up. Cleaned it up and cleaned it up and cleaned it up. I do not do anything anymore, or at least that's my intention, that will cause damage, not with my words, not with my actions, not with my... And if I cause damage, I'll call and I'll clean it up. I'll say, hey, I fucked up. Mm. My bad. What What do you need... What do we need to do for me to clean this up with you? Yeah. So I've done that a lot. I had to clean up a lot of things. That's the kind of world I want to live in. Um, Can you explore that a little bit more? Because I think that's, that's a prevalent challenge in our culture is people are holding on to... Yeah. Things that people have said, things that people have done, maybe their interpretation of what was said or done, and they haven't been able to let it go. They haven't been able to forgive. And uh, and you talked about cleaning up something. So what is what does cleaning up mean? And when would it when would it be useful for somebody to clean up? Like how would they know whether or not a cleanup would be useful? Yeah. Well, the moment you you get committed to a life that works. You, start, you now have to confront what doesn't work in your life. And uh, I, I look at what doesn't work in my life, and then it's an integrity issue for me to step over it. So uh, one of the first things you get when you do transformational uh, human development is that you're a jerk by design, not a personal thing. 
Uh, that's that's what gets us to turn around and be introspective. It's like, oh, I'm a jerk first. Hmm. And then when you start to look at life from I'm a jerk, you see, oh, man, I caused a lot of damage hmm. with my parents, with my sisters, because I live from my point of view. And anybody that doesn't have my point of view, screw them. You know, sure. I don't care. And, it's, it, and never mind strangers and all that and customers and a, a lot of damage. So for the people that, uh, so I started, as I started doing this work, I started to clean it up with people. Cleaning it up means, hey, I, so if I get that I'm a jerk first, I get that I, 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 did, I do things that don't work okay. in, in my environment with people. And then because I spend most of my life justifying myself and explaining and excusing and, you know, oh, no, 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 I was right and I was right. Who cares who was right? Um, now I don't look at it that way. Now I'm a jerk first. So if I caused damage with somebody, if I said I'm going to meet you at four and I showed up at six, I get that I fucked up. Hmm. I broke my word with you. I made you wait for two hours. So, uh, you know, now I know here and there I'm going to do that. I'm still a human. I'm not, I'm not perfect. So then there's things to clean up. And if, uh, you know, if I did something that hurt somebody, either with my words or with my actions, I would call and I would clean it up. And cleaning it up means uh, I'll do whatever, I'll, I'll fix the damage that I caused. Sometimes you can do it, uh, you know, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes somebody just waited for you half an hour and uh, he, there's nothing you can do. That half an hour is gone. So maybe you'd give him another half hour mm. or maybe you'd, you'd take him out for lunch or something, or, you know, something. And if I know that I did things in the past for my parents or something like that, I would take an opportunity and have a talk with them and say, hey, I know what I did, it just didn't work. and you know, stupid, and I apologize for that, and, you know, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, you know, in our, in our environment with the men's team, we do consequences. Mm. Just to acknowledge, hey, I fucked up, I broke my word. Not, not necessarily have to, uh, uh, you know, pay anybody anything or give anybody anything, but just to acknowledge that I screwed up. Sometimes, most of the time, I think it's enough. Just acknowledge, hey, I screwed up with you. Mm. Without any loss of power. I didn't screw up because I'm a bad person. It's just a, a function of my life that I, I caused some kind of a damage with you. And, it, and I can clean it up. I have no ego about it. I fucked up. I'm cleaning it up. And I'm going to move on. And if I'm up for a big life, I'm probably going to fuck up a lot more. Yeah. But that's fine. I'm not trying to be perfect. I just, I'm just going to go and be committed and learn as I go. And uh, I'm, I'm anybody that could call me and say, hey, you know, you fucked up with me or you screwed up. No problem. What did I do? Let me clean it up with you. Because mm. I don't want to have lists with people. I don't want to have un, like entanglements with people. I don't want to have, you know, baggage with people. I want to because I want to live the way I want the world to be. You know, harmonious. Harmonious means you don't cause damage to anybody. Mm. JC said, do unto others mm. as you would have them done unto you. That's the golden rule. I won't, that's, won't take that on. Mm. It's like that. One of the last questions I've got for you here is about a concept called context. Yeah. It's essentially, I'll let you explain from your perspective, but like the way you look at the world, yeah. right? The way you interpret the world. And you mentioned right at the beginning, so I want to come back, about how a lot of the way we look at the world is inherited. Yeah. And so I was wondering, as we kind of close this off for food for thought, as people take this away and they're introspecting about their lives, is like, well, if, if most of the way that I live my life is based off what I've inherited, and so the way I look at my life is through what I've inherited, then what can I do to not, like, what can I do to choose my life? Like, yeah. what can I do to, like, know that the decisions I'm making and the actions I'm taking and the purpose that I'm going for is via what Jonathan wanted to do versus just what I've what I what I happened to have got fallen into yeah well that's a whole workshop <laughs> that's a whole workshop uh, even the even the the desire to not have your life mm. be um, inherited is inherited mm. <laughs> so you're asking to come out of jail uh, but only coming out into another jail mm. so that's why I wish I could tell you in five minutes how to do it it yeah. takes a whole about 40 hours of communication to come out of it wow. context is 
I mean, in context, so you can divide the universe into two, content and context. Content is this, like this is a piece of content. Sure. It has a beginning, middle, and an end. It exists in space and time, and it's got a border, like it's got an end. So where this ends, something else begins. Sure. That's content. Context lives in the world of everything, nothing. It has no end. Context is everything. And nothing is also everything. Nothing is not a thing. So context is everything. Now, why is it important to us? Well, context, the context gives us everything we think, everything we feel, everything we do, and everything we have. It's all, you cannot, anything that you have in life is a function of a context that you have. There is no, nothing's in your life outside of that. So if you want to have a transformation, in other words, have the possibility of a, another life, maybe, you know, put, put aside the things you don't want in this world, and actually include things that you do want in this world, it, you can't do it long term without a shift in context. In order to shift in context, you have to see the context that you're in. Mm. You have to be able to own, I'm already in a context, and that context is inherited. I didn't. I never sat down to create a context. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wake up and do the same context every day. The context gives me. Imagine like a yellow sunglasses. It makes me see the world yellow. Sure. You can't not see yellow. Sure. Now you've been seeing yellow for so long, you don't even know it's yellow. It's just the way it is. Sure. So transformation is removing that yellow sunglasses and actually creating a new context uh, for how, how would I want the world to be? How would I want my world to be? Mm. And then all of a sudden, everything will show up differently. If I said right now, you know, find uh, orange, you'll see orange all of a sudden. If I say find uh, green, you'll see green. Mm -hmm. It's whatever you, you shift the context, all of a sudden it'll show up for you. Okay. So, it, but it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a whole process. Yeah. It's not something you can do in a minute. Yeah. You know? But the beautiful thing about context is the moment you see it, it disappears from being everything, nothing, and it becomes a thing. So it disappears from running your life. Mm. And now, when, you, when, you, when your default context disappears, you can actually create a new context. Context creators, you now, instead of being at the effect of life, you start being at the cause of life. Mm. These, there's two different types of human beings. Mm. Creators and react, reactors. Mm -hmm. And if you're not trained, you know, you live your life reacting to life. Mm. If you ask people, where are you going to be in a year? Most people will say, I don't know, wherever I'll be. Yeah. Uh, people who create their lives, they know where they're going to be. At least they know where their commitment is. And they know that there's, there are nothing but a function of their word. Everything else is inherited. Hmm. Everything else is um, made up. Somebody made it up, living somebody else's life. So these are all good news. Hmm. Very good news for human development yeah yeah well uh, this this podcast the purpose of this show is to to expose people to this different way of looking at the world um, where we're gathering together on men's teams we're introspecting about our lives we're talking about masculinity what it looks like to be a man what it looks like to have a purpose and so as someone that's been on men's teams for the last decade and who's actually led a Circle Up program before, how would you describe the Circle Up program to somebody that's never done it before? And uh, would you recommend it to Well, I think, I think uh, any man that is committed to living a life of mastery, excellence, uh, being a pro in life, uh, doesn't wanna just float along or be a leaf in the wind, you know, like a little boy that the wind goes this way, they go this way, the wind goes. You want to be trained as a man. Uh, right now, currently, I don't know anywhere else to go than, mm. than that. Mm. And, you know, and one of the most beautiful things about it, it's led by men that are strangers to you that give a shit about you. And they're not, they're not being paid. That's also part of the world that I want to be part of. Mm is that kind of a world, where men contribute to each other, where men are not competitive with each other, they're actually contributing to each other. Uh, 
creating safe men for women, creating mm. men that are example for children. That's the kind of world that I want to be, that I want to live in. And, uh, you know, I paid lots of money in my time for that kind of stuff. Right now it's offered practically for free uh, by men that care and are there for you face to face or on Zoom, whatever. Um, I think you can't beat it. You can't beat it. It's a must for men. I've led it many times. And uh, it's a lot of fun, too. Well, thanks for doing this, brother. Absolutely. I really appreciate it. This yeah. was fun, and it's great to see uh, Avi and I. We weren't able to connect when we were both in Costa Rica at the same time. He was off fasting, doing his retreat. Um, but now he's eating fruit again and uh, we're both in Florida so I was happy to have you here and I, I couldn't pass up the opportunity to have your wisdom imparted on the Circle Up listeners in this community. I think you're a, a really positive role model for me and for men of uh, how to live their life and so thank you for doing this. I really appreciate that. And uh, maybe if, if you're open to offering a, a last idea, you talked about freedom on the show. Yeah. What does that mean to you? as we close off here? Well, I mean, freedom is living a committed life. Uh, I used to think that freedom means doing whatever you want to do. Uh, it, it's the opposite of freedom. It's being a slave to your addictions, habits, mm. uh, you know, uh, behaviors, beliefs, you know, all that stuff. Um, freedom is living from commitment, you know, uh, for your making a difference for your life making a difference for other people's life to me that's freedom and winning the games that are important to you in life you know even like health for example is takes a lot of work to be healthy these days but being being free in your body that the body that can do anything you ask it to do that has energy that is not depended on a drug to to survive or to live, that's freedom to me. Mm. That comes with commitment. Mm. So to me, it's it's one of the highest values that I have. Like like freedom and fun kind of go hand to, hand in hand mm -hmm. for me, you know, as the highest value. And uh, I want that for my family, for my friends, for my community, for the world. Let's do it. Perfect Let's way. Perfect way to end the show. We're gonna transform life. We're gonna live. Uh, a life of commitment so that we can experience full freedom as, as a man. only a man can. As only a man can. <laughs> and have a bunch of fun doing it. So this was fun, man. Awesome. Thanks for doing this. My pleasure. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right. Till You're next time, y'all. Don't man up because you can circle up. <laughs> you can come together in community. Whatever it is you're tackling, whatever it is you're struggling with, there are communities and circles and spaces designed for you to bring them there so you can introspect about who you are as a man, where you want to be, and then eliminate the barriers holding you back. Love y'all. Much love. Talk soon. Well done. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. Let's go. Chewy, we got some featuring Chewy snores throughout. <laughs> well done. I suppose you could say this is the other side. Maybe I should turn the camera. Now we are officially at the other side. Um, just gratitude going out to you nakash thank you for taking the opportunity to share with our listeners what it what it means to be a man i know we we just touched the surface and as you went on in in multiple moments of that podcast you know some of these conversations some of these distinctions require 40 hours of communication to get so excited to bring you back on the show and the future thank you for doing this and for those of you that tuned in as listeners, we love you. We appreciate you. This community wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for your commitment to improving your life. Every act of selfishness, of self-care, of self-love, of doing the things that you need to do to take care of yourself is actually an act of selflessness. The stronger you are, the stronger your relationship to your word, the stronger your relationship to your commitment, the more you know your purpose and live it, the better off, as Avi said, you are for your women, for your family, 
for your community, for the other men in your life. So thank you for doing the work of introspecting about who you are as a man, uncovering what those barriers are that's holding you back from being that man and then taking action every single day. Um, mad respect to y'all that are doing that work. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you like this, subscribe. If you like this, share this with a man in your life that you want to surround yourself with that's on the same path as you. We would love to include them in the Circle Up community. And uh, last two things, number one, the next Circle Up open event, free open event. Anybody can participate. If you never experienced Circle Up before, we got some gardeners in the background. Apologies for that. If you've never experienced Circle Up before, December 15th, hit me up at Jonathan F. Andrews on Instagram or on Facebook or message us at the Circle Up Community Project Circle Up and find out how you can get the details for December 15th. We'd love to have you there. Those live events, uh, this podcast is an amazing platform but does not replace those live events where you see and feel and understand with conviction that you're not alone. Whatever the struggle, men are going through similar challenges and we have each other's back as we're doing it. So join us December 15th and last but not least, all of this wisdom has been distilled into one source, which is the Man You Know I Got You book. Uh, we actually sold out. We sold out of our first print run. So um, it's available now on Amazon. And I think personally that it is a phenomenal gift. It's a symbol that represents to a man in your life that you're there for them, that you care for them, no matter what they're going through, you have their back. Uh, and it's a great conversation opener. So whether you want to put it on a coffee table, um, you know, on your bookshelf, uh, in your in your library, or like I said, as a gift to a friend, it is the perfect way to remind the people that you care about that no matter what they're going through, you have their back. Love to y'all for tuning into this episode, and we will see you on the next one. Thank you very much. <laughs>